What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you from West End Cigars inside the Members Lounge. I am Aaron. This is Mark. I'm Josh. And here's Kevin. There we go. We have been like boys, three months. The boys without the three are back of us. in town. The boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. <laughs> Little uh, throw forward to the top five rock albums, which you've all heard and we recorded. But mm-hmm. um, you, it's this weird time loop thing going on right yeah, now. It is. This is like uh, Interstellar. Yeah. Like you don't know what's coming in front of top, each other. The top it's, five rock albums was was a blast. I've been. I, I've actually enjoyed I'm, that. I've enjoyed editing that yeah. because everybody got a, a taste of what Mo actually is because like yeah. the few four Her or five episodes, humor. it's been a, kind of Very a serious, serious talk. Yeah. This is like, you can see why I married her. She's, what, why do she's I funny. feel like that includes a lot of expletives? She's funny. She, um, <laughs> I think she's um, nodding. Yes. That's what I got yeah. out of that. No, it was, it was, it was the funny Mo. And yeah. It was great. And, yeah. uh, the uh, it was it was hilarious. I, I we were at work today, and it, it was every ounce of energy for me not just to scream not, out, not to die. scream out. I got a boner. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that is like on the top of the list of things you cannot yell no, out. No, I'm at sure work. it is too. That's why I didn't. But it, uh, she was she was on fire, and I thought the reviews were great. I'm looking forward to what everybody uh, gives us feedback on our selections as well as their selections. Oh, my God. Yes. Aaron, 10 out of 10 would bang. No, he made it 30 seconds. <laughs> I know. Dadgummit. Oh, that amused the hell out of me. It was, oh, I, my I God. laughed. My glasses are fogging up, y'all. That was funny. Uh, it was. She, uh, was. she was on fire. It was, it was a really – we're so into music. It mm-hmm. was such an intense conversation, and it was, yep. it was awesome. Yep, it was a good one. But tonight, we're we're back. We're, you know, we're bringing Cigar it back. Geekin. We're bringing it back. Um, so That's we right. are smoking something. Relight. We're gonna give a, give a little give a little review. Black uh, and mild Royale. Yep. So is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> no you know idea. what? If y'all want to do a fucking black and mild review, I'll do a fucking black and mild review. Why don't we do that? Let's take a little page oh out of like uh, the pulpit. Out, out of the pulpit, and like we'll do an owl, a black and mild, uh, a swisher. You know, I would sooner scratch my eye with a wooden fork. Can be arranged. I have a wooden fork. <laughs> do you have a wooden fork <laughs> on you right now? No, uh, but I can get it. Doesn't I'll, work. I'll do that. All right. So since I'm going to butcher the name of the cigar, yeah, so who why wants don't you go first? Who wants to take the reins on what we're actually smoking? Because I, everybody knows I can't so say this. Come on. It's the Villa Castagli. Yes, it's the, it's the Castagli Villa Castagli. Yes, well, Pegasus. Yeah. And Castagli is something that we got introduced to by, by um, Frank. Frank, and, yes. And he sent us the Daughter of the Winds, which, mm-hmm. for the record, fantastic, is awesome. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And he, um, mm-hmm. he's got amazing taste in cigars, and that's what he wanted us to try um, when he sent us our his the first bomb he sent us, and it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, those are just great cigars. Looking forward to this. This is the first of these I've had. First, you guys have had. Uh, yes. First of this brand, I'm oh, not not brand, but first of this kind. Yeah, okay. yep. Kev, uh, this will be, I guess, a second or a dirty little first. I'll say a dirty first. I had. <laughs> uh, I met up Vlada at TPE, and he just handed me an unmarked cigar. He's like, "Do tell me what you think about this." So, this this was it, but I had no idea at the time. 
Nice. So he Kev, we've Kevin's now our insider of the on the inside. <laughs> he's a, he's our East Coast correspondent for he's, uh, he's, for, for in the cigar world. Right. He's 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 the East Coast to my West Coast, right? <laughs> well, we got we got B's take a couple weeks ago, so I want to get uh, Kevin's take on that. But first, let's do a little retraction on a story that came out a couple weeks ago. Right. Evidently, yes. we uh, Scully, you and I, more Scully and I embellished a story uh, involving Josh Gosh. as well. Um, I don't know if I said pointed at, but I knew I said draw. Definitely but, did. Um, so there was no actually pointing of. Um, yeah, so I'm sorry about that. So full disclaimer, I have never pointed a gun at someone inside West End Cigars. No. I have to put the caveat inside West End Cigars. <laughs> but you, but there, was, there was no draw. There was no pointing. There was there was hand on stood up, and maybe more like a like a, a good squat. Yeah, well, I know I was. Yeah, I stood up, but it, it, it all this happened in like five seconds. Yeah. Okay, so let's get that out of the way, and and you guys will. We're gonna do a military leadership podcast, and I'm gonna talk some, uh, but. My disclaimer is uh, I, I have a specific level of training. Yes, wherein I would not overreact. No. Uh, and and given everything that's been said, Scully and I have talked this through before. Uh, we're we're cool about it. You know, he agrees. You win stupid game. You you play stupid games. You, you win, win stupid prizes. prizes. Uh, so, but that, he, that he, he is one hundred percent though that next to a police station, this is probably the safest place yes. in Little Rock. Yes, absolutely. Especially when it's you here or Rhino or Doc or whatever. I mean, so. you could name any number of like fifty <laughs> to seventy five percent of our clientele. Yes, you don't want to stand up a cigar shop. Yes, but he he is right. You know that could have ended way horribly for yeah. a bunch of people involved so yeah, sure. glad it didn't get, get didn't get Very, to that but he also right. knew how all right i'm not going to fuck around anymore yeah. right and then we won't embellish our stories <laughs> right sure there's very few people I trust as much as I would trust you because I know you're well trained and you do training and okay let me ask stuff. you this what do you think you're better at because you are skilled in knives and guns what do you think you're better at yeah so I don't know, man. It's it's one of those things where, or you just like the whole purpose of training is to remove the gaps. Yeah, like that's anybody who's done any kind of professional military, law enforcement, defensive, anything will tell you. Like the whole point of training is to remove the gaps. It's just like lifting. Yeah, right. Like you you lift different muscle groups to to not have gaps in your physique. It's the same thing with training. So, yeah. I you know I don't know. I probably spend more time with the close quarters, hand to hand stuff. Um, because the price of ammo is so freaking high at these days. <laughs> uh, and I teach that. So people pay me to yeah. fight hand-to-hand. Yeah. Uh, they don't pay me to shoot. So if, if y'all want to see something cool, I guess it was about two years ago or so. You did a well, video. Basically when you started the podcast. Yeah, so, so, so two, two and a half years ago, you did a video of you in your garage, like what cutting the cap off a cigar right. so, with... What Doug? So you guys asked the question on the podcast. This is when Steve was still the co-host. If you could have one thing that was not cigar oh, related right. to cut a cigar with, what would it be? And Doug said a samurai sword. Yeah. So I said, I'm calling it the Dougie Fresh Cigar Cut Challenge because that was <laughs> back when accepted. everybody was doing it. Challenge accepted. And yeah, I, I have this uh, this sick Filipino bolo that I got given while I was over there uh, by by a master sergeant in the Filipino Marine Corps. Um, and I, in my garage, capped a Perdomo small batch with it mm-hmm. and then smoked it uh, in slow-mo. Yeah. And uh, 
so yeah it's pretty it was pretty sweet I, I, disclaimer on that too I, I did have a test cigar well so it, it wasn't first try by any means you got to think and the way cameras are now because when you shot in super slow-mo it made it kind of grainy mm. but the way cameras are now i bet you probably come even yeah cleaner i now. needed i need to do another one for sure but you know again challenge accepted i have no fear that right. i could do it again mouth i mean cigar in mouth down you can do it uh i mean yeah theoretically uh, i would do okay i would do that maybe come like if we do like a like a there like, was a really famous trick shooter back in like the wild uh, it was like wild bills or buffalo cody's wild west show sorry and he used to shoot a pipe out of his wife's mouth with a revolver wow uh, and Whoa. yeah there's some pretty cool footage of that but i i, I think i could handle it with a with a blade if he can shoot it out of her mouth with I've, a gun I've, I've got that one i've got that one cigar that uh swinney gave me it's like eight feet long. Yeah, I'll use. There's not a lot of trust there. I can see that. <laughs> like I don't know if I'd use like a like a nub or anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, you might not want to use a nub. At least a Toro. At least a Toro. Yeah. But uh, you, you theoretically, yeah. I mean, I. I yeah, if I think it's doable. Want, I guess, yeah. I could send you guys the Monstro. One forty by eleven. Yeah, I. Uh, I, I don't was, want to hold that in my mouth. <laughs> I was working with a guy in Louisiana when I was down there and I touched his eye without hurting him while we were what? fighting. Oh, gross. Like two finger touched his eye without hurting him. And he was like, shit. I was like, eh. I see it all the time with the three stooges to the front. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you do anything for a decade, you, you're going to be able yeah. to. So. All right. So like we said, this is the first time we've done this this summer. Because yeah. life and you've been gone for five weeks or so. Yeah, you had a rough little uh, little uh, guard duty. Uh, you guys made the news. Yeah, we did make the news. I got a beautiful, expensive paid vacation to beautiful Fort Polk, Louisiana. You did, and then you guys all made the news. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, congratulations. Thanks. Well, I did not make the news personally, but I did get pneumonia for 10 days while I was in the field, so that was fun. Did you really? Yes. Wow. Oh, my God. I have the x-rays. They're beautiful and disgusting. Yeah, the, the news story was um, there was a COVID break outbreak during the uh, exercise. Annual training, yeah. Yep, during the annual training. I don't know what the final numbers were, but uh, at any given point in time, like we had, yes, we had we had plenty of COVID 10, positive 10, people. 10, 20 is what they were talking about on the news that were testing positive, maybe a little bit more? Uh, probably a little bit more by the end. Yep. But, but your battalion was clean, right? My company was company. clean. Yeah, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm a... But you got yeah. pneumonia. Yeah, but I had... So I went into the field with a like a sinus infection. Ew. And it's so humid down there. <laughs> yeah, you're going to the like swamp. Three days later, they were like, field x-rays, yes, you have pneumonia. No COVID. I COVID tested five times. Yeah. No COVID, but definitely pneumonia. So. Oh, you have like a permanent dent in the back of your skull now of all the... All the testing. Yeah, that sucked. I, if I never get COVID tested again, it'll be too soon. Because you got COVID tested a bunch early on too, because you of your company. Yep. Yeah, I've probably feasibly been COVID tested, barring healthcare professionals, more than most people should. Say a dozen times at least. Oh, more than that. Ugh. Yeah, no, for sure. I've, I've got to be. I've got to be at least two dozen. So, Fuck that. Well, yeah. it's good to see you, my friend. It's good to be to back. Have you back. Yep, absolutely. So, Kevin, how you been? I'm good, great. Working a lot. Yeah. A lot. How was you uh, have seven jobs? <laughs> <laughs> how 
how was uh yeah i'm realizing that how was uh how was pca did you go- uh dave went oh you, I did. you went to you went to tpe correct yes I so have, we haven't yeah. talked to you since tpe so it's been may since the last time we've we, done something we actually did an episode did right we? before josh uh, yeah we did one episode um, I seem to remember that, yeah. Yeah. Because I remember yeah. you talking about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Well, how was how was Martinez at PCA? What what can you what nuggets can you tell us about? To be honest, they're lit, they're lit oh. right now. Like Dave isn't even talking to me. I <laughs> he's been back for three weeks now. Four weeks is it? Uh. Yeah, probably four weeks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah I think I've seen him twice. <laughs> I, well, other than the fact that last weekend, I, I, I've been doing a little bit more of a traveling myself uh, for both personal reason as well as kind of tag along with let me visit a local shop there and here and stuff like that. So I haven't really been to the shop as often or as much as I'd like to, mm-hmm. but also, the reason why I contribute to me being extremely exhausted this past week. Yeah. But yeah. But overall, let's let's put it this way. Um, we haven't. You know, the patrimonia has been rolled, has been banned. It's you know just sitting there ready to go out. So it's it's getting close. Uh, we're catching up on everything that we've been slacking on since prior to TP. So. Things are back on track. Good, good. I know. I know. Uh, yeah. One of our boys came up there and saw you a couple weeks ago. Oh, so you met. Uh, you cool. met. Yeah, Will uh, from our shop came up there and saw y'all. Wait, Will went to New York. Yeah, Will went up to New York. I guess about two or three weeks ago. And cool. I was like, all right, you got to go see uh, Jesus and uh, Kev and Dave and everything. And he went up there and hung out and yep. got to try Martinez in shop. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so you texted us. Saying, oh, one of my boys coming up. You didn't say he was he was an employee of the shop as well, <laughs> right? He's well, he's not one of the boys. He's mm. the third wheel on the the Manchester bus, the Manchester Aaron. So he is in the in the picture that you commented on on Facebook that Aaron and I when Aaron and I went to uh to see manchester united play manchester city he was the third person in that yeah that beautiful weekend hmm. the greatest so, picture ever the greatest picture ever i like i like that picture once again in my defense that was back when you had a face beard and not a chest beard that's back when was, i had yeah yeah that's when i had my no, defense no hair it was one of the coolest things i've ever seen i'm going to get that picture on a shirt and yes. wear that but for the record, the side of the stadium was really it was, cool. It was beautiful. It was, it was really cool. It was. It was. It in was, my defense, it was awesome. If you don't get a phone case to match it, there ain't a man in your family. Oh man, I don't know if Otterbox does like photo stuff like that. I oh, my got to. Oh, no, Somebody's got to do I it. I drop my phone. So a lady many times. at work. A lady at work has her two daughters on the back. On a, on an Otterbox. On like an Otterbox. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, somebody's got to do gotta that. Committed. There's a market need. Somebody's I, doing it. I don't know. Phone might be too much commitment. What are we talking about? I got a laser <laughs> marker, man. I got you. Why don't I just get a tattoo on me? Look at ooh, that, that's a lot. Of right on your that's forehead. You want to talk about a commitment? Yeah. Um, but yes, that was that. That weekend was amazing. And of the record, for the record, of the embarrassing things we did, I did that weekend. It's a, it's probably number two or number three. It's not. 
I mean, I cried at the soccer game. I think we all did, honestly. Yeah, I did. I know I teared up and everything. There's there's ah. there's something about sixty thousand soccer fans that have at least one thing in common where the bulk of them are United fans singing glory glory yeah. after the linebacker Lukaku <laughs> just you know I I have we talked have we told about the 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 song that he had for him but he didn't like yes, having did. sung about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, about how he was offsides one day because his junk was too big. <laughs> oh my god! He's re- he is seriously he's you know in a, in soccer which is made up of small guys. He looks like JJ Watt. Oh, he's the but he's the biggest soccer player he, I've ever seen. He runs seriously. He runs like a little tiny guy. Like just so when you see him running towards you, which we did, and you think to yourself. Holy shit. (laughs) He needs to slow down. Yeah. So in the vein of large junk, I too have a story. (laughs) Oh, 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 It's not related to me. Well, it's related to me, but it's not about me. Uh, So humble brag. Humble brag. (laughs) All right, let's get this right there. As 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 always, well, I try not to tell army stories on the podcast, but this one's too good not to tell on the podcast. Uh I noticed a uh I won't say rank, but a young enlisted man waddling around a patrol base at one point while we were in the field. And I was like, dude, do you have like, like heat rash or something? And he's like, no poison Ivy. I was like, Oh, that sucks, man. He's like, yeah, it's all over my shaft. He said it just like that. And I was like, Jesus. And he's like, yeah. And it gets worse. And I was like, how could it get worse? And he said, you can't scratch it with the gloves on. So I just got pine cones. Oh, Lord. Yep. Oh. I was like, you scratched your shaft with pine cones? He was like, I scratched my shaft with pine cones, sir. I was like, I bet you regret that. And he was like, yep. God. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh. Well, in the in the in the in the art of uh, stories like that, have you heard about the Olympian who lost gold because he had an issue with his his swimming tights, and it came out and it created so much drag that he got silver nutsack drag. I was like, yeah, can that's you ma- but can you imagine like like that's a humble brag? Like, uh, yeah, I won uh, silver instead of gold because my dick was too big and it created a like a rudder. And I, <laughs> I lost in the Olympics. Dude, you want to make sure you anchor that thing in there. <laughs> oh, he was anchored. It feels like you should have. By the time you're in the Olympics, it feels like you should have the ability to deal okay. with that. You, you would think. So, I wonder what you got to, the question, I'm sorry. You got to ask the question. I don't know what the guy's name was, but Steve, probably not Steve. Steve. Bill. Bill. Has this ever happened to you before? Uh, I want to know. Has it happened to him before? Dick. His name is Dick. <laughs> his name is <laughs> Richard. 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 Richard Johnson. Richard Small. All, the, all this may or may not make the show. I don't know yet. <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, now, sure. Now you, we're you always stuff say out. that, and then you yeah. never yeah. cut anything. Right. <laughs> this is go- is going to get cut out. Right. After all the stuff that's made it through. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, so uh, let's talk a little bit about this cigar. Um, had it closed? <laughs> let's, 
How about the worst segue? Yeah. How about the Great Barrier Reef? It's gone. Yes. um, Had a closed foot. Um, It's a. It's sort of. It's tapered. Mm. Reverse, it's sort of like a torpedo, but it's it's really, it's it's the same shape as the Andalusian bull, but just smaller. Okay, it, it, does it have a bulb like that though? I mean, I guess kind of, kind of, yeah, a little bit. It's like it a was, per- it had a closed foot. It's a perfecto without the perfecto end. Um, I'd say it's like a the cottontail version of the billet, exactly. It's a Pegasus. That's what it is. <laughs> yes, it's a Pegasus. Pegasus. <laughs> it's a Pegasus. Um, and so, uh, it is, uh, it's got a, it's got a green and orange band with some sort of castle on it. No, it's a villa. Villa, a villa. That makes sense with the name. It's got a gold, (laughs) gold diamond on the back with some sort of. That's their logo. Okay. logo. Logo. And uh, <clears throat> so, has anybody used the, done the QR code on the inside of the band yet? No. Negative, negative Ghost Rider. So the bands on like the three of us, or at least the two of us, came off right away. So, right away, yeah. mine came off with the um, with the cello, but I put it back on to act like it didn't. Yeah, yours comes yeah, off. I yeah, just fly mine off. Yeah. So somebody QR code that. I want to see where it goes to. I'm assuming probably their website. Being as it's got the website printed right next to it, yeah, I would assume so. I am really hoping, like I said before, that this is not nudie pictures of Kevin. Whenever I scan this, so <clears throat> while he's scanning that, uh, there is if you go on their website or even on Lucky Scar Club. Oh God! The no, I'm <laughs> so if you find, you want to look at the back of the. Uh, the band. If you find one that's signed or has something written on it, you will win a prize oh, from anything cool. of their yeah any any of their like tchotchkes from like I I believe ashtrays to like their um, handkerchief. I really like the silk handkerchief. Oh thing. yeah, I see that stuff. They've got those sweet like knife cigar cutters too. Oh yeah, yeah, those. From, yeah yeah yeah. The, was it Le Petit something? It's it's the, the company. It's the Les Fines. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one. Yeah, Les Fines Lames. Yeah. I've never used one of those. They look like they're super sharp, though. Uh, mixed reviews, from what I've heard. They I, do. They, I, I do believe they're super sharp. But I, just, I don't like a single guillotine, though, just because you're always going to get that blowback. Check this out. Oh, backside. If you look at the traditional line, they've got it, like, scrolling on their main page. Check out the badass... Here, I'll show you, Aaron. The, the sweet, like, steel cigar holder, like, cigar tube that they've got this thing in. It looks awesome. Let's see if I can get it pulled up here. There it is. Yeah, look at this thing. This QR code does not work oh, on my yeah. phone. Yeah, it's like a single, it's a single yeah. cigar tube, but it's like, it looks like engraved yeah. steel. It looks awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so we are... Uh, we're just blown through this. So this was in, was this August yes. box? Yes. So what else came in there was the Aladino Corojo Toro, the Illusione, uh, I can't read that, it's so dark. Illusione, oh God, I'm going to fuck this up. I would love to hear this. <laughs> I, I'll help you afterwards, but I would love to hear uh, this. It takes you to the uh, site. Gar Agantis. Surprise, Toro? surprise. Yeah, no? Gar Agantis. 
Guard, oh God. <laughs> Wasn't even close. <laughs> um, <laughs> La- he added the ants in there somewhere. <laughs> the uh, La Polina Illumination uh, Colonel. Colonial. And, oh, Colonial. God, I can't read. And the Diamond Crown Maximus Toro. And then there was another one, which wasn't labeled. The HVC Caliente. HVC. But you got two of those. Yeah, I didn't. I, I don't know if it was just a mix-up because they look so similar or if they ran out or whatever. But I did not get the Illusione Garagiste. You got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Show uh, off. <laughs> Uh, I got two HVC Calientes until Mark so deliberately lobbed one at he me. He batoned it at like, you. I mean, he really, like, he's almost a, relay style. He's a, he, he had the Olympics uh, still on his mind. Mm-hmm. I have not watched any of the Olympics, so I did not have the Olympics <laughs> on my mind. I just You didn't watch Olympic golf? I did not. Um, this was probably the least just, amount of Olympics I know you're I an Illusione fan, and I thought and you seemed disappointed in not having that one, so... Well, I, I could go without it. I don't really care for the HVC Caliente. I've had it before, so uh, yep. I smoked it on the so golf course on Saturday. But yeah, what's up? I have a question about the. It's a Bon Caliente. It's just basically translating Spanish hotcake. So what's the difference between this and the actual hotcake? So this is clearly or, the Spanish. Hot so cake. I don't know. Maybe is that a San Andreas wrapper? I don't know since, since there's no like info on it. I don't, I don't know. Card. It does not look like a. It does not look like a San Andreas wrapper. I would yeah, say it, it's it, probably Corojo. Say it looked lighter, but let's talk about what this one is. So this one is an Ecuadorian wrapper, Ecuadorian binder, and then filler is Ecuadorian, um, Dominican, Nicaraguan, and Peruvian. I believe. I'm guessing that's what yes. their abbreviation PER is. Um, it's a five five year age Peruvian. Uh, okay. Then it's a five by fifty four slash fifty eight, so it does have that taper on it. Um, MSRP sixteen dollars. Uh, so this one is the highest one of the box. I'm sorry, it's it's Nicaraguan Criollo is the Caliente. My bad. Okay, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so I like. Uh, I want to say it wrong. I can't, I say what did I say? Castagli. You say, you say like Castiglia. Castiglia. Yeah. yeah. So it is Castagli, but I always say Castiglia because again, English. Yeah, right. Um, it's is it English? It's confusing. <laughs> Word. It's it's Aaron. That's what it is. <laughs> there we um, go. But yeah, I've I like it. It's all the other ones I've had. They've been like three quarter at most. This one says it's full uh, on the profile, but I mean we're not that too far into it um this is a little fuller than most of theirs but it's not much fuller it's fuller than the daughter of the wind that's yeah yeah it's a little fuller than that yeah it's got nice um it's balanced the one thing i like about the castaglis is they are well balanced cigars Mm -hmm. you don't you you tend to get nice sort of pairings of, of flavors and the cigars really make sense together meaning it it all sort of blends together well um, that's what I like about the Daughter of the Wind is yeah. it's really uh, it's a good profile, um, and this cigar as well. There's nothing that stands out, but it all meshes t- together well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really nice. So, Josh, you went on a Burns nice like a bass. Uh, like golf outing in a day Saturday or Sunday was it Sunday Saturday Saturday. So you had three. We were trying to see if you could do the whole box in a day. Well, yeah, I. Uh, anyways. I did. I started the day with that La Polina. The shorty. It was. It was. 
okay. Not not my favorite out of the box so far. I, I typically lean away from La Polina. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people really like them. They just don't suit my flavor profile. Yeah, I, I think we're the same way. Do you, do you like the Goldie? Yeah, the Goldie's good. And I think that's the thing. Like, you and I, we're, we're kind of synced up on that. That's and the, the World Gold, Banana Cigar. The world, the world Banana. That is a World Banana. We like the Goldie, but that's honestly really about it. Yeah, I mean, I've smoked probably a half dozen of their facings yeah. or so. And so there might be one in their, in their rollout that, that I would like. I just haven't smoked a lot of them. But the ones that I have smoked, they're, they're not bad. Yeah. They're, they're just kind of lackluster in comparison. Uh, I smoked that. And then on the golf course, I smoked the HVC, uh, which was good. And then I smoked the Aladino on the back nine. Really enjoyed that because yeah. I like Aladino as a whole. Um, and that was a good cigar for sure. And then the Diamond Crown Maximus after dinner. Um, man, that one. Yeah. That's so far the taker for this box. And I mean, I kind of knew that going in. I'd had the Maximus before. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of it. It's a good medium plus cigar. And so, I mean, construction wise, out of all of them. That and the Aladino were close, but it's... Well, and that Maximus is a bigger size than what we sell here. So I, I don't think I've ever smoked one that size because the... 650? Yeah, because of the the, the number five isn't that size, is it? I think we have a 650 in Conway. It, do we? I'm okay. pretty sure, yeah. It's so the Toro, I, I if think If so. we do, then I always get the smaller size, so yeah. I, I, have, I haven't smoked that one. I think we have three sizes. A, should be a 550 or 52, a 650, and then a, like a 60. Yeah, but that but that Maximus Maduro, I will put that up against anything. It's it's solid for sure. And at this point, given the choice between the two, I would probably smoke it over this. Um, just me personally, but I did not get all four. I waited until the next day to to finish it off. But yeah. there's always September. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or for palladium sure. if you got that. Uh no, no, I'm just a platinum guy. Just a platinum. Just a platinum. So my ash is looking nice. Anybody else's having? Uh, you got a nice wow. ash. That's, I'm smoking much quicker than you. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of taking our time over here. What about y'all? Uh, mine's burning kind of crooked, and I've had to touch up. I had to relight almost immediately, but that was probably more me than anything else. Uh, but I'm having to touch up some. I got a really profound shoulder but it's it's burning fine now i'm just kind of having to kind of having to stay on it kind of work it yeah kind of i'm kind of having to work it a bit uh the draw is fine uh it's just not as effortless as it could be and i think that has to do with the shape as well because you're going through that that weird cone that conical shape and it's you know draws well at the at the at the foot and then it gets a little tighter at the at the cap. It's starting to shape up better, though. Like, the first piece of it I really had to work, but now that I'm getting, you know, halfway in or so, it's it's smoothing out. And you're right, though. The ash is solid. I mean, it fell off in a chunk, the first chunk that I tapped. Yeah, I'm about to tap mine off. Yeah. yeah. Mark? Nice. Mine's been good. Mine's burned pretty consistently. Not perfectly, but, um, but a little wavy, but... I'm nitpicking. The burn's been good. I'll tell you one thing I Draws do notice. Draws easy. Yeah. One thing I do notice, it's kind of a dense cigar. Like, it's it, kind of heavy. It does. It has, it, and it's... Firm. Yeah. It's a thick boy. Yeah. It, it's like, it doesn't have any give. Like, it's packed in there with, 
with tons, like that's the one thing I noticed. Like when I cut the cap, is normally you can kind of see like layers and stuff. This one was just it kind of reminded me of what MDF looks like, like like medium density fiberboard what I use for work and stuff. It, yeah. it looked like that. It looked like compacted sawdust because it was just so finely compacted. Um, but yeah, it's like it's got some it's got, it's got some heft got some to heft it. to it. Yeah, which I like that. Mm-hmm. It's like there's there's some cigars that are just naturally spongy and light. Like a lot of Room 101s like that. Johnny Tobacco Knots are super, super sponge. Yeah. The Chief Cool Arrow the same way. What are you guys getting out of this thing tasting profile-wise? I'm, I'm getting a little bit of spice. Um, and, I mean, really, it, it's kind of, for me, and I hate to use the Mark Langenfeldism, but it's sort of box standard cigar. Yeah, I would the the cold draw. I got a lot of like fig Newton flavor, yeah. some natural sweetness. Um, yeah, like you said, just a not hardly any spice at all. It's pretty. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of surprised that they haven't marked it full because it might be full body, but it's I'm not getting a lot of full flavor. It's it's kind of lighter on the flavor for me. Yeah. And some meatiness, some um, some savory, some uh, some richness. It is it is not overpowering flavor wise. I, I would agree that it's not um, super rich. Um, it's a meaty. I'm not getting any spice, um, but I'm getting. Um, it, it is definitely tobacco laced with tobacco. Um, it is a. It is just. Uh, it's just good. Um, meatiness for me you got me on that one meaty that's a that's a really good descriptor yeah no i i agree with you completely it's it's got a nice richness to it it's not it is not like when you smoke some scars and it's like salivating and all mm-hmm. of that it's just it's a nice balanced flavor but it is not um it is not full flavored for sure mm-hmm. i have no idea if it's um it's not heavy for sure. Now, here, here's here's a word that's stuck in my head that I can see that I want to kind of label it as. No, hear me out. It might be weird, but maybe once I say it, you might agree. But I'm getting a lot like a lot of like hide, like not so much leathery, but hide. just has that dried cow. That just that hide. <laughs> no, he means Jeff Hyde, the guitar player for our church. Um. So leather, but like not, it, but not cured. It's What's like, the difference between hide and leather? It, that's what I'm saying. It's like essence of leather, like raw that's, hide. But it's just like it's like if you walked by a saddle and you smelt the saddle. Saddle is leather. I know, but they're like, you, but you like you smell it. Like not so much taste of it. So like, instead of chewing on the saddle, you just you smell. Just got, the you just saddle. got a whiff of said saddle. Okay, like that's what I'm getting. You're right. from this. That's weird. <laughs> but i never walked by a saddle before so i can't i have walked by a saddle pointedly (laughs) i pointedly walked by a saddle did you decide to smell that saddle instead of chewing on i just walked by the saddle i thought you know i've walked by a saddle though it wasn't on a horse just a saddle i've walked by saddles both (laughs) on horses and off horses okay uh, you know, it's something nothing. Like I don't cut. recall specifically. 
I don't, I don't recall specific <laughs> smells associated with the experience. See, that, that's the thing. The like, I think smell is like the number one memory factor, isn't it? It's just such an, like, and I hate to use a $3 word here, but that's such an innocuous way of saying, like, I just picture this dude with this melancholy face just walks by a saddle for no reason. (laughs) Just goes out of the way. Like he sniffs like once and he's like, oh yeah, hide. hide." But that's what I'm saying. But like that's for the record, Josh, whenever I've walked by a saddle, I've, I've always walked by for a purpose. You didn't do it just to walk by the saddle? No. Uh, I've always had a purpose in mind. I've not always been clear on what that purpose is, but I've always had a purpose. I, I regret saying the word saddle. I should have said something else. Right. I, I, like a jacket. He meant. He meant. You, just, uh, you walk by a jacket? Like a meant, leather jacket. He meant a, he meant a whip. That's what he meant, a whip. Hey, now. Not a ball gag. Not a ball gag. Fuck you, too. <laughs> I feel we've fallen back in rhythm now. Say, yeah. No no beats missed here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> take take the summer off, and we're just right back into it. <sighs> Good Lord. Okay. Um, my turn. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Kevin, please, yeah, uh, please, please, please uh, bring us up a little Save bit. Save us. Please dig us out of this fucking hole I put us in. <laughs> Uh, I'm still trying to get my mind out of saddles. So yeah. uh, <clears throat> I um, I have, I guess, I have a different experience than you guys, all three of y'all. Uh, this is, if I will write a review for this, this is like almost a wet dream for me because there's a lot of very nuanced, like hints. Don't get me down. <laughs> <laughs> is, is your wet dream walking by a saddle? Sorry, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I gotta go to Central Park tomorrow. Now I I, I need to walk for a horse. Um, <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of small nuance. Like you, I do agree that there isn't one specific flavor like charging your head, like will scream yep. out at you. But it's a very well balanced. Um, they work really well together, whatever the flavor is in there. Like, I have sweetness, a little, like, toasted um, pine nuts, uh, light leather. Um, Hide. A little Hide. <laughs> and there is no, um, there, there is any spice on the palate, but there's a good amount in the retro, when you retro know it. The retro, yeah, the retro is nice. But I'm getting I, a little of that back. Yeah, throat. yeah, I agree with yeah. you. The, the the great the great part about this cigar is there's a bunch of really pleasant notes that are wound together well, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I agree. There's it is the it's the nice that that's what I that's what I, um, Kevin, you've done a much better job of articulating that. The but the, very. Um, but the, it's that blending together of these notes that, to me, makes this a much more subtle cigar. Um, and that's yeah. um, that. That's there. I'm not getting pine nuts exactly, but I'm getting a, I'm getting some, some sort of, um, I don't know, pine. Some some sort of. I, I'm getting a little woody notes. Yeah. It's been a while since I've had pine nuts, so I don't know that I could pick that flavor out. But it's probably been never since I've had pine nuts. But so that may be my problem with associating. Have you, it. Have you never had like a good like uh, pine nut? 
No, like uh, just an individual pine nut. No, but like a like a, a chimney. I think. Uh, oh, chimichurri. Chimich- yeah, chim- chimichurri yeah. has pine nuts in it, or a uh, what's the other one that That's has true, yeah. that has the the ba- the basil and the olive oil? The uh, pesto. Pesto is like half pine nuts. Okay. Huh. Okay. I, uh, I've i had both of those a lot, but I guess I do not associate those with pine nuts. So I'll have to, I'll have to comp. I probably have the same problem with both those things you just named. I don't know that I've ever had pine nuts by, by themselves. Yeah. So I don't know that I could pick it out. So of what I get in chimichurri is the, uh, is the herb. Yeah. It's in there. So I don't, I don't know if it's in chimichurri. I, I know it's for sure. It is in, it is in chimichurri. I've okay. made chimichurri before. Okay. It is, but I, I never tasted the pine nuts. By so a pine nut is like to me, it's like a, it's almost like a raw, raw, raw-ish or raw-er sunflower seed. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm fucking batting a thousand tonight. You are, you are hitting the ball really God. hard in the infield. And this is funny, right like, like two weeks ago, we talked about how I wanted to be an English teacher. You did. Um, good what? choice. Good choice of careers. Um. Yeah, I think, but I actually like really like this cigar. Now, the danger of this cigar is if you've smoked five cigars during the day, mm-hmm. I think some of the subtlety is lost. I wish I hadn't Agreed. smoked. I would want to smoke this cigar again on a really fresh palate. Yeah, so I haven't smoked anything today, um, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. It is nice, but like... Uh, God, I'm gonna say I, I'm double clutching on the names because I'm so fucking scared to say them. Because uh, Castagli, yeah, you got it. I'm just, uh, that's like my word now. Castagli, like I've liked all the other stuff that they've done because they do a sophisticated cigar. They don't do refined. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. a little bit. They just they do a little bit more subtly. Right. And they just don't punch in the face with the flavors. It's comma it's almost like you know, they're hidden in there. Right. It's like the mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin of cigars versus Future Callback. Versus like uh like Dio. Super future callback. <laughs> right. <laughs> ten out of ten would do. Bang. Wood bang. Wood bang. <laughs> ten out of ten would bang. Wood bang. Um uh uh, yes, um, but I'm enjoying it. Mine's I'm getting a ton of smoke. Uh, yes, yes, yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I attribute that to the uh, to the 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 shape of the scar. Where the, the first initial light, it took me a second to get it lit because it had that that weird half shaggy foot or, or closed closed foot closed yeah. foot. Right. Um, so it took a minute to actually me get it going, but since then I haven't had any issue with keeping it lit. Um, even though, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty slow. I'm probably behind everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, I'm enjoying it. I think it's, it's going to come down to, for me, the price, if I'd want to do it again, kind of thing. I thought you were going to say free throws. Free throws. No, I, I can't shoot free throws. My, my mom could probably still whip my ass in basketball. Yeah. Like she was the ball player in college. I can't do it. Huh. You guys didn't go out and hit golf balls while I was gone, did you? We did not. No. No. No, because it it was I don't want to crush that dream before it's time to <laughs> I want to I want to watch it. You want to watch it? I, see, I don't even want to like ju- I don't even want to like do that. I just want to go struck 
just straight fucking play. We should really practice. Yes. Alan Iverson, we should practice. <laughs> oh. A little. Just, it, just, if only just a smidge. Smidge. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. Right. I told Four you, I have a full set of balls. golf clubs you can use. Four to 800 balls. That's all. 4,800? Four to 800 balls. No, 4,800. Four, Four to 800 balls. Yeah, like, I don't know if I could swing 800 no. times. Well, you won't, you won't do it all at once. No, yeah. just a little practice. Oh. A couple times. Oh, so yeah. not like the number four. You mean like 400. 400. To 800. To 800 I think you meant like, like, like just over like three to four to <laughs> ten times. <laughs> exactly. I was like, okay, let's go with seven. Let's go with seven. So, mm-hmm. right. Right. Once again, as I've said, I've probably hit five million practice balls in my life. That's a lot. Golf is a game of repetition and practice. I've hit a lot of balls, but I doubt that I'm over a hundred thousand at this point. I from the age of seven to eighteen practiced every day there wasn't snow on the ground. Is is that the thing you think you've done the most of? Like what do you think is the what do you think you've done the most of? Um, in life loaded question <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> slept um <laughs> like, true everybody? like okay let's take the nuanced stuff of like stepping or breathing or whatever just like something working i mean working i've done for 35 years yes. now but like okay i've i've drank seven thousand diet dr peppers or i'm drinking a lot of diet dr peppers you've seen a lot of oh, yeah but you probably haven't drank more diet dr peppers than you have hit golf balls no oh no Dude, I mean, seriously, we would go out and pound balls into a field. That's what she said. Pound balls into a field. (laughs) And then we we had a, we had a, we had, we have these bags with like a little metal tube at the bottom. A shag bag. Shag bag. Called a shag bag. Which is not helping your case. I was going to say, you were just what it is. You're just like, like, just making the And there was a field at Illinois State and we would. We would walk out into the field, and then we'd pick up the balls with the shag bag, and then we'd walk back, and then we'd dump them out, and then we'd hit them back in the field, bang them back in the field, and we'd go with the shag bag, and we'd pick them up again. Now, what what is this? Like, do you have to, like, like, do you have to, like, pick up every ball individually? Yes. Yeah. So, can you get, like, one of those acorn things? Good, but this was better, because you could bang, 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 and then it would pull, fill the bag up. It was really easy. Oh, so you don't actually bend over and pick it up. No, no, it's it's like like hip hop. It's oh, a bag, okay. and it's got a tube at the end, and you just put the bag it's on top little, of the two ball. Two little metal clips that let the ball go in but pop, not come pop, back pop. out. Ah, okay, okay. And then you go and you zip the inside of the bag, and they all spread out, and then you just, you could then... Lather, rinse, repeat. You could hit 500 or 1,000 balls in an afternoon. Have you, have you ever taken a straw with, like, really soft ice and, like, punched it in there a bunch of times and it eventually fills the straw up and starts pushing ice out the top. Yeah. Same concept. But with a bag around it, that collects the factory. Yeah. Uh, With golf balls. Yeah. (laughs) And we do that and then we work around the greens and stuff like that. Yeah. No, I mean, just as a child, I did not like school. I liked hitting golf balls. I still 100% want to do it because I'm, I'm finding myself even turning on golf while I'm up here what by myself, like, mm-hmm. and getting into it and enjoying it. Like, I have my favorite golfer, which... Who's your favorite golfer? I, I've always liked Louis Wustazen. So, yeah. from, like, 10 years ago, because he was the younger so kid. So, you can say Louis Wustazen, but you can't say Castagli. The most unpronounceable name in golf. I, I don't... <laughs> I am a goddamn enigma. I know. 
It's weird. You're a goddamn enigma wrapped in, in a goddamn <laughs> I'm, mystery. I'm going to tell you this. I've been watching PGA since probably senior year of high school. And it's only been recently that I've heard that name pronounced correctly yeah. and started pronouncing it correctly. Louis Wustazen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know. I, He's I, not the first one with that name. He, there was a Wustazen back in the 80s. What are the odds? Well, are they related? I don't think so. I think the, oh, he, he's South African. So yeah, the first one was Canadian. Oh, okay, gotcha. So not related. Uh, People yeah, do don't. move between countries. No, they don't. <laughs> okay, sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. Do I need to apologize and we need to retract that story? <laughs> People do. People do not move countries. Negative. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but no, I've enjoyed. Like it's been fun like i watched it during the olympics it's not fun there's only one thing more boring than playing golf and that's watching it on tv because i i think i'm i'm just becoming that age where like slowing down the greatest part about golf on television when you watch it at home is you can fall asleep take a two-hour nap and seriously it's three holes later nothing has happened here's here's the thing (laughs) This whole pandemic. Everybody hates has, their life just as much as they did when you fell asleep. This whole pandemic has made me realize just how much I enjoy being a homebody yeah, and I how I, I'm still kind of go, go, go. And like, I always have to do something, but yeah. slowing down at the at the same time. I've got a song for you to go listen to. It's, uh, it's JP Sachs and Lennon. Lennon Stella, I think. I can't think of its artist names. But the song is called Golf on TV. <laughs> you need to go listen to Golf on TV. And it's actually kind of a serious song, but it will you will understand what yeah. I'm talking about when you okay. listen. Just go listen to it. Yeah. It's just called Golf on TV. So Paula and I used to watch she like she only watches the Masters and we used to we sit and watch the Masters and I would fall asleep and then she would fall asleep and then I would wake up and then she would wake up and ask me what would happen and I said um, it looks like uh, Tiger made a couple of birdies and there was a bunch of pars made. And she goes, you don't have any idea. And I said, <laughs> I, I don't actually really care. Is, right? is there anything better than that two o'clock Sunday nap on the couch? That's pretty nice. I, I and I'm and I'm anti nap. I don't like naps. The only Something thing that I, I want to discuss nice. on the podcast. No, the, the, that's, yeah, that's to say there's, <laughs> there there are things that are better than that. Yes, uh, hitting it just dead straight out of the middle. That's that's better. <sighs> okay. For somebody who doesn't hit it dead straight out of the middle very oh, often, really? Mark. Yeah. Okay. In case you were wondering. Fair enough. There you go. You're not a straight hitter. Uh, I've got a little fade. Okay. So, yeah. And that's better than a slice? Yes. You can play a fade. You can't play a slice. See, I'm so running. the story is... Unless you're Tiger, and then you can Le- play whatever Le- the Le- fuck Le- you Le- want. Le- to say, you can talk to a fade, but you, you can't talk to a, you can't talk to a hook. Yeah. Right? That's the, that's the old... Yeah, but... <clears throat> yeah. Golf talk. Golf talk. So how's the uh, how's the makeshift uh, like smoking hole that you've made? Is it is it working out? Um, so far so good. My room is not smoky at all. Sweet. The downside I have the AC of on blast. <laughs> see, that's one of the things like we take for granted. The downsides of living in New York City, like you just yeah. He you know he used the all. Uh, all, all you folks, and I, I you know, I wanted, wanted to correct him and say, you know, 
it's all y'all. Oh, y'all. Right? Is the proper pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, get of your that. shit together, Kev. Get your shit together. It's all y'all. All y'all with your fancy uh, descriptions. So. We'll get you we'll get you a, a taste of the south whenever you get down here. So I know I saw on uh the on Riverman they're doing the second annual Martinez I saw that too. Um rolling yep. event come I believe August twenty sixth. No, September uh the weekend on September twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So close. September twenty fifth. <laughs> Full thirty days. Full thirty days. Uh <laughs> am I going to see you again, Mark? Well, I'm going to try to book a fucking work trip out there. Nice. Oh, that's sneaky. I don't know. Um, and, and how I go to KC too, homie. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I don't know, and it really, um, I don't know. Because I'm, I'm enrolling in two classes in the fall. This is why I don't know. I'll just be transparent. I'm enrolling in two classes in the fall, and um, I will be a month into those two classes, and so I'm not sure if I will have weekends free at that time. So. Still working on that PhD. Still working on the PhD. I will be in the middle of football season, so I will not be able to. Because as much as I try to talk myself out of doing it this year, I got the five. I got the five minute elevator pitch uh, by the um, main sports guy at the school, and I was like, "All right, you said all the right words. I'll do it one year to see how it goes, and go from there." Mm. So the schools actually have. So my new partner, I've met once. I'm seeing him, I guess, the day that this actually drops. I'm doing my first game. Um, and he's actually a broadcast teacher where they've he's won, like, state awards and stuff. So we're actually going to have a little bit more of a, I don't know, a business analytics side to it. So we're going to see how it goes. Does he play golf? I don't know. If not, you should play golf with him. If he does, then you should not play golf with him. So, so, so if he doesn't do it, so two brand new people. I bet the people behind us would just love that. The people yes. in front of you will as well. <laughs> so, who, who would not? Who would? Who would I piss off the least there? The people in front of you. Yeah, the people in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because they wouldn't see you all day. <laughs> feel feel rest assured that neither of them will be as mad at you as we will. I, okay, I, so I just need to know this just for my conscience because sometimes I have one. Um, if I hit a house and it breaks a window, whose fault is that? Yours. Yeah, it's definitely yours. Do I have to pay for that shit? Yes. Really? I've, I've never done it, so I don't know. How would they know, how would they know who it is? Um, first of all, their homeowner's insurance should usually cover that. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So I won't care. I won't, a lot I of those think, people have like double-paying glass, too. I've never say, broke a window on I'm about to say, if you, if you have a house on a golf course, you kind of expect I definitely saw somebody happen. shank a... So a lot of the courses around here are owned Whoa, by Lindsay don't Management. Say that word. Sorry, my bad. Uh, they sharply hit <laughs> a, sh- a ball to the right. Right. Uh, That's the correct term. And uh, <laughs> they... they and This the guy playing in front of me. Maddie was with me, and we both laughed and pointed. Uh, but there's a lot of courses around here that have apartment complexes built close mm-hmm. to them. This is all the Lindsay management stuff. Yeah, uh, definitely hit a car. Oh, the car alarm definitely went off, and I watched them somehow find a trail to drive off into the woods. <laughs> Just and like get I, the hell out of dodge. And I did not see them again. <laughs> 
Um, so whenever we used to go to Dickie Stevens, since we don't go there anymore because they suck now and they outlawed cigars. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they always have like that one back road behind the stadium and they have the, all the signs like park at your own like risk yeah. risk and everything like that. Risk. Um, so I always like backed in because I felt like you would have like a less of a chance to hit. And there was one day I went out there and there was a ball in my bed of my truck. And I'm like, well, if I didn't back in this, this like could have just like windshield. shattered my fucking windshield. So, so as a kid, uh, my aunt lived right across from the country club in South Arkansas. And I parked, I parked in front of her house for years, but it was like 500 yards and on the other side of a highway. And I walked outside one day and there was a golf ball in the bed of my truck. Mm. I have no idea because I know where the <laughs> fairway is that's right there. I have no idea how somebody could have possibly hit a golf ball all the way over there. Well, you hit the road and the road and then ricochets. And a, like, bird, but that, a like, bird picks it up. There was an <laughs> acre yard in fr- between the highway and the house. You hit it really hard. Like that, that, that is a serious, like, wow. So do you, you, you weren't here whenever... Um, uh, what was what was before Dickie Stevens? Uh, Ray Winder. So you weren't here when Ray Winder it was down on six thirty. Yeah. So Ray Winder at the time, the like it was weird how like it was the the outfield kind of pointed to the highway, and it was they had a tall ass net. Um, but I remember driving to a concert one day on the highway, and a ball hit my Bronco from somebody that hit a either it was either a home run or just a foul ball, but like to make it from there to the highway and then to hit my Bronco and for me to freak out and not realize like, what was that kind of thing? I was like, damn, that was a big, that was a good hit. <laughs> oh. Have you seen the, uh, have you seen the top golf in Bentonville? No. Oh, we drove by it uh, going up to KC. Did you notice that the back net is facing the highway? It is. So the, how tall do you think that net is? It's tall, but it's not so tall that if somebody smashed the driver, I figured like that they couldn't get it over because the back, it's only two hundred yards to that back net. Yeah, you know there's some like douche bros from up in so at Fayetteville that so, like, try uh, to hit it over the net into the highway. The Top Golf in Phoenix because we my dad or my father in law and my Paula and I went and uh, we went just do it and neither one of them are golfers. And they had a sign, and they very particularly would not let you hit drivers because right behind the Top Golf is a casino parking lot. And they said they had a huge problem with douche bros going. Oh, and just and trying to try, do it. And, and hitting the parking lot where everybody was parking. And they kept trying to tell people to quit doing that. And they, 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 and then they had to implement rules. <laughs> they built higher and higher nets, and they would just hit it over yeah well that's the thing like so you you realize why are you doing that if you look at those places like if you're on the ground level you're probably not going to make it like because you're in a 10 and a half degree drive or whatever you're probably not going to make it but there's two levels so if you're on the upper deck the top level that's three in phoenix that's 50 feet taller yeah yeah feasibly you could do that those i mean with those guys i mean first of all big big hitters are going to be able to make it from the bottom regardless and then because I mean, with the with the technology now, I mean, uh, so much spin, so much spin, and the height and all that stuff. Um, the game's well, really been messed up by a lot of that stuff. And uh, and uh, 
So they could do that. But from the top, I mean, oh, like I could do it. And you're well, just going. I could too, and I'm not a good golfer. Right. I mean, so you just go. Um, but I don't understand the point of that. What's the challenge? Great. So um, 20% of good women golfers and 40% of good men golfers, because men golfers can hit it farther and whatever, can Put it in the parking lot. So what's the yeah. what's the deal on this, right? Just being assholes. Just be asshole. And yeah. you're just going into ruin things for everybody else. There's a and it's not actually the point of top golf. Right. Top golf isn't a driving yeah. range. Golf it's, is not the point of top golf. Right. It doesn't have like uh has a little green it's, it's, yeah, it's almost like a, it's a video game. What's that uh ski ball, right? Basically. Kind of like yeah. ski ball. Well, I mean like the, the turf out there, like your ball will roll for forever. Oh, okay. Like it's it's like astroturf. It's not like actual turf. It right. doesn't grab the so ball at all. There's targets, and then you hit in there, and if you hit in, you get points and whatever. I mean, there's a level of skill to it because, yeah. like, if you're trying to hit, like, there are specific games for hitting a specific spot on the target, left, right, front, back, all that. Yeah. So you got to be able to play the ball like that. But if you're just trying to get it in the thing, like, hit it short and let it roll. It it'll roll fifty yards. Yeah. yeah. There's a video I saw. And it was uh, it was uh, Mike Trout at Top Golf in L.A. where they have like three or four levels, yeah. but it's like 350, 400 yards, and then the net is like a mile high, and he's yeah. just and he's and he's rocking it over the net, and like the guy who works there, I like he has to go up to him and be like, "That's cool. I need you to keep it in the net <laughs> because it's like there's there's like the house in the hills is like right on the over side right. of the net kind of thing, but." He's like, I've never seen that before, but I need you to keep it in the net. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine like going up to Mike Trout and saying that? Be like, please. It is. Um, golf is not dissimilar to baseball, not dissimilar to a lot of sports yeah. where guys are fascinated with uh, hitting the ball a long ways. Once again, in general, um, that doesn't actually equate to making money, but that's fine. I mean, Except for in the long drive kind of say long and the the. Like Brandon DeChambeau or whatever his name is. Bryson. Bryson, Bryson DeChambeau is, is, is finding out that that works sometimes in some courses it does, some courses it doesn't. Well, the dude never finds a fairway, so whatever. <laughs> I'm not a DeChambeau fan. I'm just, I'm just letting you know all the pretty girls stand in the middle of the fairway. <laughs> Have you, do you remember the, uh, the show Sports Science when mm-hmm. it was on like ESPN? Yeah. So they had, a, they had one where they did like a normal standard, just a guy driving a ball. And they had him do the Happy Gilmore drive. And he could get further with the Happy Gilmore drive, but his accuracy was just dog shit. So it was just going every which way. Well, that's the thing. You watch DeChambeau in tournament play. Like, the dude, his his fairways hit ratio is not very good. Yeah. Like, he, it's really not. I mean, he's a good golfer. I mean, he's really. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, the distance you know, changes who am I to the talk? game. He's a PGA professional. So and yeah. he's he's been competing very well this year. But um, to be yeah. honest with you. He's no if you give me if you give me uh, three things, one of three things, the ability to putt exceptionally well, the ability to control my irons uh, exceptionally well, or the ability to hit the, the driver off the face of the earth, I'm going to choose the first two. One of the oh, first. I two. would take putt all day. <clears throat> I'd be tempted to control irons um, just because then you can shorten the putts and then then you need to make a lot of putts. You get a lot easier putts. But sure. either one of those first two is way more important. Having said that, the ability to kill the ball off the tee is very impressive. Oh, it's cool for sure. <laughs> but if you're talking about just playing the game, like 
there's such a low percentage of your score that's equated with what you do yeah. out of the tee box. No. So you, I, you and I have talked golf and my standard advice, if you want to, sh- you want to shave two strokes off your golf advice, I've given you this golf advice. Yeah. Make two more make putts two, around to make two more putts. I don't, okay. I, I have not had a driver in my bag since I started taking lessons four months ago. I haven't had a driver yeah. period. Like, because it's that trap of, let me see how far I can make yeah. it go. And it just wrecks your score. Well, it's it kind of like, uh, like there's some people that don't want to do the home run derby because they're afraid it will mess, mess up, up their, their swing, mess up their swing Same concept. Yeah. Well, the, the actual point of the, of the putt advice when I talk to people about this is think about where you spend your practice time. So practice is intended in any sport. So it's like when you watch Albert Pujols take, batting practice mm-hmm. and you see what he's working on very little of his time is spent driving the ball out of the park right. a lot of it's spent driving the ball the opposite way doing things that aren't showy or big but if you're practicing golf mm-hmm. and i tell you putting is really important then why do you spend all of your time practicing hitting your driver in a field well, why you, do you spend none of your time practicing on the putting green if you look at the game if you if you one or two putt, which pretty much nobody does because everybody's gonna have three putts in there. But if you were if you were theoretically to one or two putt everything, and you shot in the seventies, even if you shot in the eighties, forty percent of the game is centered around that one club. Yeah. It's centered around the putter. Yeah. And so if you yeah you can crush everything else, but if you can't do that, then you're not gonna shoot in the seventies or eighties ever. No. It is the funny part because that's the thing that people who practice and take it seriously realize, and you will see them spending a lot of time places that aren't sexy places to spend time. Yep. So you and I are big baseball fans. Huge baseball fans. Um, So next year there probably will be a work stoppage and stuff like that. Um, Looks that way. There's a few things on the docket they want to get rid of and they want to add. So what is your take on getting rid of the shift? Do you think that's BS or part of the game? So I, um, so I think the players should get rid of the shift. The problem I have with legislating it is I don't like any of the ways they legislate it out of it. And the players could take care of it simply by being better disciplined hitters at the plate. Yeah. And the problem is um, they're not. And so the problem is the way you would legislate it out of the game um, really um, would be very hard to do and would create really awkward set of rules, which I don't like worth very much. And so because of that, I, I would prefer that we teach baseball hitters to use all fields and it takes care of that problem in about two seconds yeah you got you got four people lined up on the right side man there's a bu- huge hole bu- a lot. little dribbler down that way or whatever well, just... the fact is and i know that they shift albert pools but albert pools could hit to all fields mike trout can hit to all fields i know they shift on mm-hmm. all that stuff but if you know you know it's fine we're we're analytic I guys don't, i don't have a problem with the shift mm-hmm. we're analytic guys but they've brought almost too much analytic into sports i would be interested in the statistics if they are truly driving down run production Mm -hmm. um uh, because 
I mean, the goal is to drive down run production. Yeah. It's not to actually drive down batting averages or anything else. The goal of baseball is to score runs. It's not anything else. And so when they talk about a lot of stuff, like they talk about on base plus slug and all that stuff, all great. The only thing that matters is scoring runs, right? So when they talk about defensive statics, the only thing that matters is is preventing runs. And so it'd be interesting to know if the sh- how much the shift prevents runs. And I, you know, guys get fascinated with statistics because it impacts batting average, but you wonder how much it actually prevents runs. I don't know. Yeah, I have not it, tore it, into the statistics on that. My friend Drew Moore, who's um, super smart baseball statistician guy, probably could tell that for me. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it would be interesting to know. But I, you can't legislate it out without really awkward rules is my problem. And I hate awkward rules more than I hate shifts. Well, let's see the, well so I know that would probably be on the docket. They're going to get rid of the the, the seventh – only a seven-inning doubleheader, which that sucks. Like, play a full nine innings. It's nothing. The, the fucking second runner or the, the runner on second after for extra innings, get rid of that hopefully. And then probably going to integrate the – full DH across the board. So the last two rules I disagree with, I like the runner on second and it should start in the 11th because um, the 15 inning uh, extra inning game drives me nuts. See, I, I'd be fine for like 12th, 13th, something like that, but not the 10th, not, not right out the gate. The 11th. Um, but, and then I'm not a fan of the DH. So I'm you either I, and play th- in the field or you don't. And I think that comes down to whatever, either you're national or American because it comes um, down to you. If you, you want that extra high paid salary, that's why the DH was created. Um, I just, I think it creates um, tentative pitching well, nonsense. There's, there's only so many Otani's out there. There's some that can like rake the ball that are pitchers, but for the most part, you're not going to get somebody who can put, you know, bat on ball who also pitches. But I'm not too. fascinated with, pitchers you can hit. What I'm fascinated with is um, um, I'm fascinated with pitchers who have to do things. I mean, let's play the game. If you have to go between the lines, you have to go between the lines. So you have I'm, to go play defense and then you have to, then you get to hit. So I, I, I'm a, I'm a weird hybrid. Like I lo- I'm pro DH, but I like small ball. Like what, what everything is now is, they're going for home run or strikeouts. That doesn't make sense. And that's why I said it's weird. Like I'm, I like, you can have a DH who hits the ball into the field and still like move base, move the players yeah, around. But there's no point of small ball. And, and if, uh, if uh, you don't have light hitters in the lineup. No, but you can still have like, whenever, whenever sometimes the Royals has the DH, like they won't have the big hitter. They'll have, sometimes a smaller guy who's a little bit speedier. So they still use the DH, but knowing that he has a chance of like speed. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's an odd again, me odd. Yes, I know. Yeah. Yep. But (laughs) all right. What's going on on your side over there? Um, one thing's for sure. I would love to hear you guys doing commentary on any sports, even golf. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so we, the funny part is Jeff, uh, a couple guys were back here watching golf. We were serious watch golf guys, and I'm sitting over here, yeah. and they're talking about the rules, right? And they're 
casual golf guys on the rules. And so they were all making, uh, they were trying to understand the rules. And so I explained to them the rules because if you play tournament golf, which I did like at the junior level, I I knew it. So I explained it to them and explained why. And then, um, and so they were asking me questions and then they asked me questions about how you, you know, how rules were enforced. And I said, we all know the guy who is the cheater. Mm-hmm. I had a guy growing up, I had two guys growing up who like always tried to take advantage of all the rules. Yeah. And you just knew that guy and you watched him. But in general, if somebody's playing and something happens, golf is a game that you call the rule and everybody gives you the benefit of the doubt because we know you'd call it on yourself if it was something. It's my favorite part about golf is um, it's self-policing. Self-policing. You don't have to sweat it, you know. Um, you just, um, you know, benefit of the doubt and, and all of that stuff. Um, um, but, uh, <clears throat> they were talking about, uh, you know, just some obscure rule. And they said, have you ever encountered that? And I said, I had, and they said, you know, where there's ever a difficult situation. I said, one time this guy who was known as a cheater took advantage of that rule. And we, you know, we, we called it on him and, and, uh, and he said, was it uncomfortable? And I said, no, it wasn't uncomfortable for me. It was it was for him. <laughs> so, you know, because it's just, you know, it's the nature of the game, but um, yeah. So what, what are you guys thinking? What are you getting on this cigar? I, I'm really liking this cigar, Josh. I know. Uh, um, what are you getting out of this? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. It's, it's a solid way to, to end the day for sure. Uh, I have gotten more of that sweetness, the more of a cigar I've smoked. Uh, I would say it's probably mellowed out as I've smoked through it, um, which is, you know, frankly, typically how I like it to go, I like it to be stronger in the beginning and mellow as it as it burns, as opposed to the reverse, because um, I just don't care for a cigar ending really harshly or strongly. Um, but I, I don't know. That's that's been what my experience has been. It's it's gotten sweeter, a little bit more mellow. I'm still getting the same kind of earthy, meaty flavor out of it. Yeah. So I think we're gonna we're whether you cut this part out, Aaron, but let's let's go around the room on on the ratings. You can make the decision on mm-hmm. how this goes. Yeah, we can just do it live and try it out. <laughs> see, see, I think construction wise, I've had no burn issues. Um, uh, I've got a good amount of smoke. I think probably a four, three on, on on construction burn. Okay. Yeah, I've not really had any burn issues other than, I mean, I've had to relight a couple of times. Um, but as far as like cracking or anything like that, I've got mm-hmm. nothing. It, it's obviously a well-constructed cigar. Uh, I have had to kind of work to get some smoke out of it. I, I'm going to go like 3.7 um, just because uh, I think those factors sort of stack against it. Mm-hmm. Having a having a perfect construction is yeah. you know sort of hard to get, obviously, mm-hmm. as we've talked about before, so. Yeah, I mean the the for me the first time just getting it lit was a bit of a pain, but that was it. After that, it's been smooth sailing. Um, I'm surprised at just how little I've had to work at it for it being so dense. Like, yeah, I mean with that air that's fair being a little bit more trapped in there, a little harder to draw through. You seem those seem to go out a little easier than normal. But this one hasn't, so I'm going four or five on uh, on mine. How about you, Kev? Nice. Um, no burn issue. Um, didn't have to touch up. 
uh, I do feel a little soft, soft spot towards like towards the nub area. Um, but that's also because probably because they pack the filler like they mesh it instead of like rolling or you mm-hmm. see them layer. Uh, I'm a solid four on this. Okay. Uh, flavor to me, um, going uh, on flavor is um, I really think it's very subtle. It is not a, um, it's not full flavored, but it's, it's, um, it's a nice, well-balanced cigar. I like this. I'm not sure that I, this is a cigar I would go to every day for sure. Yep. Um, it's a, it's a, a moment, you know, you'd have to really be careful of the moment. Um, I think I'm thinking, debating like four, two, four, one. Um, I think I'm going to go four, one on this cigar. Um, uh, just, uh, I really like this cigar, but I think it's probably a four-one. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I mean, flavor-wise, it's it's perfectly fine. Um, it's just nothing really spectacular by by what I would you know my standard. Um, so, I'm kind of right there with you, Mark. It's it's definitely something I'd have to to want to smoke. And and I, I ask myself the question at, at you know we start to talk about price, right? Like. At this price point, sixteen dollars, would I would I grab it again? Probably not, um, just because I know there are a lot of other things that I would prefer to smoke that are in the same flavor profile. Might give me more of it that mm-hmm. uh, that are less. So I, I'm thinking like three eight on uh, on on flavor for me. Everything you said is pretty much what I was going to say. <laughs> like it's good, but it's not what I look for and then looking back at the prices of the other stuff like for a dollar less you can have the the maximus which is out of this world amazing this top of this box for me yeah this is good the stuff that they make just has it fits a certain palette um and this is it's not bad but to me sometimes just good is even worse than yeah because it makes it almost unforgettable or like forgettable it's just it's middle of the road so you're going to get kind of a middle of the road score for me and that maximus just being candid is so much more cigar than this is mm-hmm. yeah but, mm-hmm. but the, the diamond crown maximus is a is a top flight cigar yeah i, I agree it's also a staple Yep, yeah. it is a staple. So I'm going three five there on go. mine. Okay. Kev? So I really like this, like to a point where if this is the last cigar I smoke for the day, I wouldn't want to brush my teeth before I go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I like the I like the nuance, I like the complexity because for me towards the end at the nub or the final third, um, it got creamier. There's like it became fruity. There's a like a hint of citrus, but more like a not a tang, but just like a sweet, you know, like an orange citrus instead of like a lemon. Um, I'm I'm going with a four seven on this one. Nice, yeah. Kev is a fan for sure. So uh, eight seven highest score from Kev. Eight three from me. I think I have. Um, seven three for me. 
Seven five for you, right? Seven, seven three. three. Seven three. What'd you have, Aaron? Uh I had a straight No, you're right. Seven uh, five, I'm sorry. Yeah, bad math. Uh mine was a straight eight. <laughs> straight eight. So overall, really good cigar. Sixteen bucks is, is pricey for this. So it ends up being uh mm. a little over an eight, eight point one five. Yep. So okay. yep. again, like it's not That's fair. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just I mean for me, two things. Glad I smoked it. Yes. Mm. Agreed. Love the brand. Just love, love the, the brand. Um another great addition to the brand. Yeah. Um this is just one of those I'm never unhappy to try a, a Castagli um because they're they're always good cigars. Yeah, I think if I had like this in my hand or the Daughters of the Wind. Oh, in my all hand, day. Daughter of the Wind. I go Daughter of the Wind. Yeah. Daughter of the Wind. There's a lot of stuff that I smoke the Daughter and Wind in front of. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it, again, it's solid. It's just like construction was fine. It, it, you know, even four or five is probably maybe even a little lower than it honestly should be. But the flavor wise, it just, like what Josh was saying, how it starts off stronger and goes a little light i don't mind it if it's a slap in the face at the very end just because that's again that's to the personal side right um but it's just it's solid but if this was like the ten dollar one yeah all day long of course but it's you know 16 dropping 20 bucks for something when i know i can get you know what's the aladino like the aladino what we know is amazing for 11 yep i mean yeah it just it gets into the point of choices. Eh, well, you choices. know, you know, when we look at this price point, I always tend to give the same comparison. It, it's Placencia, mm-hmm. Fuego, yeah. Del Campo, Alma Fuerte. Yeah, all in the same relative ballpark, depending on where you're at in the country, but relatively the same price point, fifteen to eighteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like the, that one four six. I would. That's like twelve. Yeah, I and. I would choose that over this. Yeah, I think. Well, I know you don't like the Fuego. I really like the Fuego. Uh, I don't. I don't like the the. I don't like the Fuego Lancero. Right. That's yeah. the only one because I. It is weird. I still. I do get a lot of floor off that one. But I just like I, when we start talking about things in the high teens. That's mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to my mind is that brand, and I really like that brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of my benchmark for comparison. It used to be. TLFT factory press, but that's obviously a limited editions thing. Mm-hmm. Those are general production. I can get them pretty much anytime I want to. And that's, yeah, that's kind of my benchmark for anything 15 to $18. Yep. Yeah. Good point. Well, a little, some with, with some house cleaning stuff, talking about Placencia, we have a Placencia event coming up August 20th, yep, I believe. Correct. Um, five to nine up here at our little lock, little rock location. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, Thursday, we have a, uh, Christoph event. So in the past. No, so two days from when this. Wait. It'll it this, this will air the same day of that event. If you air wait, this on no, Thursday. Nope, you're gonna air it next Tuesday. Okay. So, so the in dr- the past, so in you the need past. to go back in your time machine. <laughs> Stupid time void we're this in, is man. A, our our shows are like string theory. If you don't know anything about string theory in space, this is what this is. It, it comes out when it comes out in some dimension somewhere. Yeah, so we those are the events we have coming up, but we also have our main Little Rock location anniversary coming up. That's which, October. That's Ooh. October, which I don't know if B said like I we know who's coming, but I don't know if B has said yeah. who's coming yet. So that's still on. We got some the, cool uh, stuff coming for the yeah. uh, for the anniversary. Yeah, so we got that. 
Um, but yeah, so it's, I mean, so this one, yeah, it's in the books and I'm glad to have all you guys back. It's nice. Yep. It's yeah. Air conditioning is nice. Yeah. Yeah. You're not playing, you know, playing army anymore out in the woods. Yeah. You don't have poison ivy on your, stay away from the pine cones. <laughs> I never did. <laughs> just avoid the pine cones. <laughs> Oh, let's see if that makes the show. Also, like, they might be like, "What are they talking about?" But like, yeah, well, got to get the director's cut. Cool. <laughs> All right. Um. So, I guess our next full show will be with Josh, Oops. talking more serious stuff. Right. Yep. So, it'll be a lot of Mark talking and not me. Yeah. Looking no, forward to be all three of us talking. <laughs> yes. So we're going to be, we're going yeah, back too. to our leadership stuff because we haven't done that again for a quarter. Yep. Um, so we're going to get Josh's perspective and on what it leadership. takes. Yeah. What it takes that you need to do and what you do with all your guys. So yeah, we'll, I've been looking forward to that conversation for a while. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yep. For sure. So that'll be coming out. Oh, that conversation's overdue and, and it'll be a good one. Yes. And it, and it works since you, you've probably, you probably had your taste and fill yeah. within the past. Top, top of mind right yeah, now. For it's, sure. it's, it's fresh. So we'll get, uh, we'll get that down. Yeah. So, correct. So I guess everybody have a good night, good day, whatever it is, whenever you listen to us. Yeah. Either good. Stay sharp. Take care. Later.